Um, yeah, I don't really know how to introduce this podcast. Um, it finally has a name. We addressed that in the first episode, the first two episodes of this, actually. It didn't have a name. But yeah, I guess I'll just start with this. Thank you for listening to the Bright Lights and Hot Mics podcast. I'm Eddie Levine. The goal for this is to just sit down with some of my classmates and really just discuss their prior projects as filmmakers and, you know, see how they've progressed and talk about their goals and aspirations and strengths and weaknesses and life in general. I don't know what else to say. Um, the first guest was Miles Aquino. Miles is probably the hardest working kid I know. I mean, the dude is only 20, but he has like 17 jobs, makes good movies and plays in festivals. Um, we're going to watch two of his movies and then we'll watch clips, kind of a little trailer of his most recent movie. Um, we can't show the whole thing because it's currently playing in festivals and the festivals and Miles himself would want you to go see it. But, you know, I'm sure if you really wanted to, you could reach out to Miles through one of the social platforms that he shares with us, and I'm sure he'd gladly send you a link to watch his final from last year. But, yeah, I guess uh, let's just get into it. No shot. No way. No. no. It's also not being filmed. Yet. Oh, th- yeah, this is not being filmed yet. Yet. Yeah, when you do start filming this, I'll come back. We'll, we'll talk about some shit. A little follow-up. A little follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be lit, man. That'd be dope. That'd be cool. Yeah. Just turn this whole thing into like the Eddie Levine experience. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I'll come on and interview from... you for your segment. Yeah, we'll that. see. We'll see. I don't think that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm Eddie Levine. I'm here with Miles Aquino. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the goals are for this. Mainly, I just want to talk to students who don't get a chance to talk about their filmmaking, especially here in this department. The, you know, the Department of Cinema Studies and of Moving Image here. Arts. I mean, you do work for the film office. I do work for the film office. Yeah. I, I fucking, I work so many things for this department, man. Yeah, and like adding to that, I do want this to showcase, one, non-Grillo winners, but also, like, even if you do, you know, win a Grillo, you don't really get the chance to do like a typical Q&A or talk about your movie like the first person cinema guests get to do yeah. uh, in our department. So I think I just want this, the goal of this podcast is just highlight the students. So maybe we can come up with a name while we're recording this along the way. Like, maybe, maybe, like or first student cinema. First student cinema. <laughs> just rip off the department. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the introduction of you, um, a lot of people say that you are the hardest working don't, person don't say that, in man. the film department. Oh, my God. And it's like, it's, it's any time that there is a uh, film department sponsored event, who is working it, it? It's Miles. It's always Miles working the proje- projection, you know, working this, doing that. So, we're a, so I'm, a, I'm a film uh, office assistant uh, working with Jason Phelps, J Money, my dog. Um, He'll hear that at some point. He'll think that's funny. Um, but I work for the film office. Um, I used to be a TA for the creative technology and design engineering department. Um, and I, like, I had my own recitation everything. It was dope for image design. 
So like photography and then eventually like moving image. And then after that, like this is 3D, like virtual reality um, making, I guess is the word for it. Um, and then was a classroom projectionist, am a, um, I guess you call it pinch projectionist, mainly for like first person cinema, for like the Grillo showcases. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be running that this year again. Okay. Um, but to, well, I guess to that point, um, yeah, I agree with you. When you told me about this idea um, and about how, you know, we don't see each other's films if it's not in a class or if it's not the Grillo showcase, I right. think a lot of good stuff like really flies under the radar here, which is super unfortunate. Cause you know, like I won two Grillos, but my classmates are phenomenal and fantastic. They make shit that like makes me rethink my stuff, you know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So I think that, I, I think I think an outlet for that would be fantastic. Yeah. Which is why I'm, that's why I'm happy to be here right now. <laughs> happy to have you. Oh, so happy I'm the, I'll be, the, be one of the first guests here. You've talked a little bit uh, to me about like your path to filmmaking. I think we all have our unique path. And you did mention that you were working, uh, what was it, in the engineering? Um, but no, I, I came in as a freshman as an open option engineer uh, with the school College of Engineering and Applied Science. And then um, I was really good for a bit. Um, I was really into a lot of manufacturing and then a lot of the newer technology coming out, like laser cutting and 3D printing as well. So I actually spent most of my time uh, freshman year going to the engineering center, um, staying, like getting there at like six o'clock and not leaving until midnight and yeah. then walking back to my to my horrible dorm with my fantastic roommate, uh, Rob Ruiz, if you know them. But um, yeah, yeah, Rob, like you can ask Rob all about it. Like that semester I was so busy and like working on projects. I made like a wind powered water pump um, which actually did pretty damn good. That's pretty um, cool. But my engineering group was horrible, horrible. And so I think that turned me off from, from engineering. And then at the time I was, I was seeing someone, I was, I was in like a, I think at that point coming on to like a three year relationship. That's um, pretty intense. It was, it was yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> Going into college, like already in an established, like long-term relationship does, not sound easy. It was it was not good, and, and, and um, sort of on top of that, uh, she was like a year behind me in school when we were going through high school too. So she was still back in her senior year. I was in my freshman year. Um, so then every week weekend, I like I like take the I remember this. I take the Flatiron Flyer all the way back to Denver Union Station, and then I'd hop on a train to go all the way back down to Centennial, and then I would take an Uber from the light rail station over to my place where my car was, and then I'd drive over to every her house weekend. like 15 minutes away every weekend, every well, weekend. almost every weekend. Um, that was a lot. So then uh, I, I'm, I'm saying all this because in November, she was like, hey, like we, we need to like take a break. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, this is horrible. I need to change a pace. And then I, I got home that day uh, to my dorm room and Rob was going off about how in 1502 they watched like they watched some western or something like that, and then they were like playing the movie again so that they could you know prepare for like the quiz that was the next day. Uh, and I was looking at it and I was like, you know what? Like maybe I'll try like filmmaking. This seems fun. So I so I switched from my I switched from my I, I think at the time it was my architectural engineering degree, 
I switched from that, uh, showed up to my advisor with a paper the next day for an intra-university transfer sheet yeah. um, out of the College of Engineering and Applied Science. Uh, I left my scholarships behind, Ooh. all this stuff. But yeah, no, I showed up the next day and I, I switched to you know, cinema studies. And then I didn't even have my first class that semester until uh, spring came along, right. like 2020 spring, um, which I was in 1502 with a bunch of cool people. There's this one guy I knew from high school who's, he like talked during the movies, during the screenings. And like every single time I walk into lecture, he like flagged me down, but Miles, bro, come sit next to me. And I'm like, no, no man, no. I will not, I, I'd like to I will attention. not, man. Yeah, for like yeah. those who don't, I want to talk about 1502 for a little bit. Oh, 1502. That is the, the intro to film class for mm -hmm. like, it's not just film majors, a lot. It's like a pretty desirable class at this school. Yeah. It's in a very large lecture hall, like a screening room. A lot of students are in it. It's front to back. It's a clicker class. Like attendance is mandatory, but I'm not going to lie, man. For me personally, that class was a gauntlet. That, that, I mean, I mean, rightfully so, because, like, yeah. you know, anyone can come in. I think the capacity is, like, 200 people. Yeah. Like, my freshman year. Like, I, I, like I walked in, and I always came early, but then I'd be, like, I had my notebook out, and I'd look behind me, and it would just gradually just fill with up. Yeah. The, the, the biggest variety of people. Right. Like, business people were there. Economics people were there. Some film students were, like, scattered across the auditorium. Um yeah, any, anyone could have been in that class. but I almost didn't get in my first year here. You almost didn't get in? Yeah, because uh, I'm a transfer student, and, like, registration is very silly sometimes. And it was, I, I remember that summer specifically. It was, like, my counselor told me this. It was, like, okay, every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m., they create seven new seats. So, like, oh it took God. me three weeks to finally get in to, like, wake up and secure one of those, like, remaining seats oh, into the class. Dude. And, like, midway through the semester, I was getting a D in the class because for whatever reason, I was just failing the pop quizzes. I just didn't, you know, they make you, like, actually, like, write about film and pay attention. And I was just, like, oh, man. It was, like, a, a moment where it was, like, if I want to do this, I have to, like, really figure out what this class is and mm -hmm. how to, like get it going. I ended up finishing with a B, thankfully. Um, nice. And like, that was like what catapulted this whole like, unique relationship I have with movies because I didn't, I almost like failed out my first time going in, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, no, straight up. Like, yeah. I, like I feel like I would have blew off the class too if it weren't for like, um, my, my dorm mate at the time and then all of their friends who are also film studies majors who I now live with, right. if they didn't like, study so like like i because we we had a we lived in like hallett basement and then we had the room that was like connected to the stairway so we heard everyone coming home but we had the biggest room on the floor so then um they would just hang out study film there so yeah. i'd like be sitting there coding and then like listening to all their <laughs> all their stuff about about homoerotic westerns and and, <laughs> and then wow, david that sounds lynch way more interesting than like coding and engineering. Yeah, dude, I, I was making algorithms to like decapitalize like strings of words. Like the, the fucking I don't sucked, even know man. what you just said. So. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like who <laughs> wants to do that? Um, not to dog on coding students, but. No, not at all. But yeah, no, like I definitely feel like I would have blew that class off if I didn't see how hard like the cinema studies majors were working in that class. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it, it is a gauntlet, but it is designed that way. And I think it's a good design because it's a nice wake-up call. At least for me, it was a nice wake-up call that, like, okay, if I want to study art, then 
I have to bust my ass. Absolutely, I appreciate what you said. It's like um, the gauntlet by design to like kind of like really uh, force you to like check yourself and be like, do I do I want to do this? Is this something I really want? And mm -hmm. like go after it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, you went through fifteen oh two, and then afterwards comes like time to film make. Oh God. Yeah, we're oh. gonna get into that now. Oh God, yeah. Um, so this like spontaneous dis decision into cinema studies, was it like, oh, I wanna make movies or like, you know, I kinda dig like just talking about movies, writing about them, just exploring the medium in general. Like what was your real goal of like going into your counselor, really thinking about this of like, yeah, I wanna be a cinema studies major. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flattered you think that I thought that through. <laughs> I did I did not, no. I, that was the most spontaneous thing I've done in my life where I didn't think about it. I was like, you know, this sounds fun. I love that. That, that is literally that so it. Much. That is literally it. That's amazing. Like I didn't, I didn't like confer with anyone. I didn't tell my parents at first. I told, them that, I told them the day that the paperwork went through. I was like, hey, I'm a film studies major now. And then that Wait, was- Wait, how did that go? Surprisingly really well, because I used to be in performing arts. I was in performing arts for seven years. Like I did theater, improv, choir, acapella, jazz choir, all this, all this shit that okay. I can't do now, because I have no time. But um, they were actually like, hey, like if that makes you happy, then go ahead. Awesome. And when they said that, I'm like, will this make me happy? Now it has, which yeah. is great, but. <laughs> I but feel yeah. like that's like, a very mature thought process for an 18-year-old, though. Will this make me happy? Eh, I don't know. That's nah, I was a 17-year-old. 17. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. young, dude. I'm still 20 right now. Oh God. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, okay. So then, I guess I want to know what was it like going into film 2000? Oof. Because uh, okay, for those who don't know this. Cinema Studies Department um, is, you know, historically, I say it's unique because it historically focuses on experimental avant-garde cinema. I mean, Stan Brakhage, Phil Solomon, Maya Darren, very heavy influences on this program. And for a lot of students, once they get into Film 2000, outside of 1502, where we watched like Jaws mm -hmm. and 2001 A Space Odyssey is like, um, you get into 2000 and you, depending on your professor, you're watching some like intense, experimental, non-narrative cinema. And I mean, Brackage is like a very underrated component of like, ah, well, where was I going with that thought? It was just like, he's just kind of always been there in like American mm -hmm. like filmmaking. Just a nice like hidden backbone yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, like very influential on a lot of like probably some of our favorite like artists. And no, stuff no, like definitely. Yeah. I mean like, like I assume all the weird stuff at A24, they had to have studied a bunch of avant-garde cinema. There's absolutely. no way. There's absolutely. No way. And that's why I, I've come to appreciate this, this program because it really like expands your mind in terms mm -hmm. of like what you can do in terms of narrative filmmaking or you can just straight up choose the path to be an, a non-narrative filmmaker and just make some mm -hmm. really amazing artistic moving images yeah or even just something in between right like which is like like i also give tours for the department for new freshmen yeah <laughs> so like at least that's that's a point i like to hit with them when i you know go over avant-garde cinema and stan brackage and phil solomon um 
is that this program really shapes you, or it provides you a really good opportunity to, you know, shape what you want to do. Absolutely. There's no, like, there, like, there's no, like, specific cinematographer track here. There's no specific directing, writing track. You just do all of it. You have to do all of it. You have to do all of yeah. it, which is, again, like, since we are a smaller program and since, like, we have to do, uh, since we have to wear so many hats, I think yeah. it really flushes out. Or it really gives a good opportunity for everyone to find what they like, what they love, what kind of film they like, what kind of film they love to make, right. or to watch, and all this. Absolutely. So, yeah. so going off of that, I have to ask, what was your experience going into 2000? And oh, like, 2000. And who did oh. you have for 2000? Um, for Cine 2000, which was the first film production class of the Cinema Studies track, um, I had the wonderful, amazing Don Yanisito. Yes. Um, I love that man. Uh, I think anybody was, who's taken his class says that exact same thing. Personally, I took Don, and it was a life-changing experience. It really as, was, yeah. and like, like even over Zoom, because the semester I had him was ah. 2020 fall, and like even over Zoom, just like the selection of films and just how he talked about it, too. And like so passionate, he does so such passionate. a wonderful job of like really presenting this new thing to you. Because he he's very aware that the works he shows, these students had no idea what they were walking into when mm -hmm. they registered for that class. Yeah, for the like, most part. For yeah, the most part. Yeah, like I had no idea that I'd be sitting in a class, uh, getting a grade for watching eight minutes of fog rolling over hills. Oh. I didn't, I actually love that film. <laughs> but but like, I, I had no idea. And yeah. and I think like, well, I took one film class when I was in high school. I was in the IB program and I had to choose a sixth subject. Um, people who know that you'll know what I'm talking about. But um, there was one year in my high school's entire history where they offered IB film. And it was thankfully the time that I could take it. Right. So I did. So I was a little familiar with you know, my Darren meshes and all this oh, stuff. Wow. Okay. In um, high school. But like I like I never thought about any of that afterwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Until, you know, I switched into the film. But um going into two thousand was I, I expected some like weird stuff. But not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like you said, like it was life changing because I I didn't think I could think of film this way. Like I grew up watching like Iron Man and and Transformers and all this stuff, and I, I had no idea that like I could think about film in this regard as as an art form, as like a very artful medium as well. Exactly. And Don really helped out with that. As um, there was one thing he did in his in all his classes and with all the films that he showed, where he would he would like play it and then he would talk over it. Yeah. Be like, oh. Look at the way that they I'm so that all these things move. What right. look uh, and, and like just see like the the different colors and <laughs> it's my dawn impression. <laughs> but um, but you know like there's there's a reason why there's a reason why his classes worked for so many people, and I think his focus was building a passionate relationship with film. Absolutely, and that crosses over in into his like relationship with students because yeah. every former Don student, myself included, who I talk to is just very endearing of mm -hmm. who he is, not only as a professor, but just as a person in general. He was just great to go and chat with in office hours and everything. Yeah, and there's phenomenal. a lot of that in this department. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that like 
with all my professors here at this department, I can just talk with them. But also, I'm, I'm saying that coming from like me, who's <laughs> super <laughs> casual about everything. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. But you know, it's like they're there and they feel like they're there, which is fantastic, right. but especially Don. Right, and they're all very passionate about filmmaking. I feel like in an artistic uh, path, especially in like higher education, you can get very unlucky with your instructors because mm -hmm. you know the, the phrase goes like those who can't do teach so a lot of them are just like failed at the profession so they're bitter and they take that out on the students that's not the case at all from what i've experienced yeah and these professors yeah. care man yeah like like they went well the majority of them went through film school and somehow if they didn't they ended up teaching film because they Which love it kind of the beauty of film too yeah, exactly they're just accessible to all yeah um. like like <laughs> Je like jeff studied physics he was going to be a physicist and then he fell into animation rotoscoping yeah like skinner was an east asian studies major and right. then he fell into a lot of asian cinema and now teaches movies m was originally a neuroscience m was a neuroscience yeah what? They were, they were gonna be a brain surgeon. That is nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. But like, that just shows like how powerful filmmaking can be. It Absolutely. really can't, like as corny as that sounds, like I, I really do believe that now going through, or at least going into my last year of this program. Yeah. Okay, so you're in 2000, you're experiencing- Oh yeah, we're talking about cinema. We're all good, you're all good. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my best here. <laughs> nah, man, you're doing good. Um, now it's time to make your first assignment. Talk me through this. Okay. So, so for Don's class, for those who don't know, I, I believe his first assignment is still, it's either like something along the lines of like an how, a how-to video or like whatever you want. Nah, nah, he did, um, for his first assignment for our class, well, technically the first assignment was like an in-person thing where we shot in Super 8s. And then we made 15 second loops. Yeah, um, I could do a whole podcast on that. But oh, I think for the purposes that, of time, we'll save that. I'll save that. That was that for a great exercise. Guest. That was a great yeah. exercise. But I didn't consider that my first film because it was a 15 second loop, and like I didn't know what I was doing, and it was more so just like to play with analog. Right. But um, the first assignment he had us do was like a study in movement, I believe. Right. Like okay. a study of like motion of some gotcha. some regard. That was that was it. That was the only that was the only prompt. Um, but then I think what's it? I I, I still remember I, this film still pops in my head. Um it was by oh, it was Peace Mandala and War by by Paul Sheritz. Okay. Um, we watched that that day in class that he assigned it and then um, I was like, okay. I have my Canon Rebel T5 from my family. Um, I have nice. a shitty lens on it. I don't care. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be crazy. This is, this is going to be a cool experimental film. So I took my camera. I told my roommates um, at the time. I t I like went into the rooms. So I was like, Hey, would y'all mind leaving for like two hours, and just give me the apartment to myself for a little bit? Because I'm going to get weird. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, What the fuck are you talking about? Because they they took two thousand as well, but they took it through. Um, they took it, was it, I think they both took it through Jay, I believe, either Jay or Sarah uh, okay. Biongini. Um, so they, they didn't know like what my 2000 was like because no one else in my close circle um, at the time had been through Don's class. So I told them that they were like, okay, weirdo. And then like they left 
Um, and then I had my camera with me. And then I was just, I, I didn't have any thoughts in my mind. I didn't have a plan. I kind of just like went around the house, looked at things and went, okay. Okay, I can probably do something with this. Yeah. Recorded it. Um, and then there's, there's one part, because at least th this is going to be the first film. <laughs> right. Um, there's one part where I was like, I'm going to make fake blood and like, we're going we're gonna to get crazy. <laughs> but it was just strange. But uh, it was more a practice of editing with movement and whatnot. Um, but going into it was very, not scary actually. It felt just very, I'm not sure if mindless is the word. But um, I think I understand what you're saying. I feel like I went on autopilot and just had the stream of consciousness kind of just come out and just feel it out. Yeah. Because um, you know, I, I, I never made a film before, so I'm going to try this, this way of just, you know, turning off a couple things in my brain and just going with it. Absolutely. Going with the flow. You'll see what I mean once we watch. <laughs> OK, so what is, what is the title of this film that we're about to watch? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um it's called leaking. Leaking. Yeah, leak. <laughs> okay. Um shot on uh, 640 by 420 or 480 resolution 43. I didn't know camera oh, settings. Oh, at that time. oh, this was unintentional settings. No, not again. Again, like kind of kind of like mindlessly, like I kind of right. set it to like you know, yeah, this you will can look, say that now. Look yeah, yeah, like looking back, you can say it's mindless. Yeah, like mindlessly, like I kind of just said it to that, and I was like, "This feels right." And then we rolled. Four eighty is it's a good amount of pixels. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, who cares? But yeah, um, at least so. So going into it, I actually didn't feel very intimidated by it, which I think contributes to why I like. I, I can contribute that to Don's teaching early in the class, right? And then. Um, I contribute this film to like why I like filmmaking so much. I think that's a perfect lead-in to leaking. Let's do it. Let's do it.
How'd you feel? You're such a film student. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just like, I'm not going to say it was like the basic 2000 film student thing because every one of them is unique in their own way, but they all kind of have this like general angst to them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> angst, man. Oh my God. But it was like very, it's like, especially in like Don's class, because that's all I can like speak from from my experience, because that's the 2000 class that I went through. For the first assignment, it's like very like, this very like pulsating experience in like editing and everything. It's like more of a feeling, I would say, yeah. rather than at least like IMO, um, at least I, like rewatching that film, um, I definitely like felt more rather than watch something, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I the emotions of the, of the images, like there's no story there. I mean, there is a story there. Anybody can create any story in their head when you're watching it, but like, when you look at the bare-bones structure of what that is, there's no yeah, there's beginning, a, middle, there's and no end. plot. Yeah. Who needs plot, man? But I think anybody can walk, walk away from that as, like, something in their head, you know? No, um, oh, people walked away with something in their head. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of, like, uh, editing exercises, like, yeah, there's a lot there. You have the pulsating movements. You play with, like... That's what I loved about 2000. It's like your opportunity to like get into an editing software and be like, "What's this button do? Like, yeah, what is no, this yeah, that, do?" That was that was my editing process. Like I, yeah. like as like after those two hours were up, my roommates came back, and I put my clothes back on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then like I, I I put the car through my computer, and then I just started editing, and I was like, "This is like, again, um, sort of mindlessly because like like they both came in to like." talk to me, see what was up, see how I was doing. I just wouldn't say anything. I, I don't think I spoke for the rest of the night oh, because yeah. I was just editing. I was just feeling it out. Right. Um, so I'm actually kind of, looking back on it, I'm actually proud of that one because... Um, I love to hear that, and you should be proud of it. It's like a very, you know, transcendental experience watching that. Like, <laughs> Let's not go that far, man. <laughs> no, but I'm just, like, being real with you. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not difficult to make something that's transcendental cinema. It's like a very meditative watch, I'd say. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. The visuals were really cool. Um, when you have that like neon sign spinning, that was something I couldn't do in 2000. That Dude, was that way was, above my pay grade. That was, I, I think I made 15 layers. Yeah, I was going to ask. Like, <laughs> that's not effect I've seen. That was a lot of that like that, different. I, I did that shit manually. It was. <laughs> What did you edit this in? On Premiere. Premiere. Yeah, that was my I'm first sure time Premier, using Premiere. I'm sure Premiere had a great time Premier with that had one. Such a great time. Looking back, fifteen why did I use Premiere. Yeah. Well, we all we all. Have well, done well, that. it was it was either that or it was Windows Movie Maker because that's the only other one I used. Wow. Yeah. No, that's. You know, we all. Yeah, man. We've all done Premiere. We've all. Done I'm not Premier. gonna bash on Premiere. I think it has a lot of value. Yeah, it's it's to it's film great. students, yeah. but you know, once you get. Once you hit Avid, Da Vinci, and yeah, basically yeah. I feel else. like Premiere has just kind of been like passed in terms of like accessibility. Mm. But that's we don't need to get into like the politics of Adobe <laughs> and Creative Cloud. No, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the first thing you ever made. Do you think that has influenced other things, or is that was that just like that was a phase? 
2000. <laughs> I think, I think it influenced how I thought of film. Oh um, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it influences my filmmaking now, because I don't think so at all. <laughs> I don't think so at all either. Which is which is why people are really think, surprised whenever I show them this. Oh, it's 100% the complete opposite of what you, uh, from what I've seen and what I've seen you make. Like literally, like on set making a film because you're very articulate and organized and all the gear is used and it's perfectly placed. Where this is, like you said, you just took a camera, locked yourself in your apartment for two hours and just like, let's make a movie. Let's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it influences, at least like leaking sort of influenced the school of thought I have with two different modes of filmmaking. Because I'm like, even though now like I make you know, narrative films that are, you know, slower pace and other narrative films that are just, just now that I make narrative films, um, I actually still do like to go back and make experimental films. Like I shot, um, when I was in the analog class, I only shot experimentals in that. No plot, no story, nothing. Um, but I, I made one recently and then it reminded me a lot of leaking. Um, not, not the content, but <laughs> <laughs> sort of the process of just like, you know, since we're on sets all the time, uh, looking at scripts and paperwork and all this stuff, it's really nice here and there to return to like a lot of like my learning in 2000 of just feeling it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, no, this has not influenced the content <laughs> of any of my later films. Yeah, no, you didn't really keep up with the whole avant-garde thing, I'd say. Um, yeah, people you definitely don't. have shifted narrative. Yeah, people um, don't know me like that, but it's yeah. still there. I love avant-garde film. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's always going to be there, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I know me personally, I've definitely taken, like, just hiatuses from, like, whatever filmmaking that I'm doing and just, like, done something a little more experimental. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes you just got to do it. Um, but I guess to move things along, transitioning from 2000, we go into, you know, 2500. And I don't know if your next selection was from 2500 or not, or if it's no, another 2000. No, it was, it was actually two films after this one. Okay. Um, Is it another 2000? It's another 2000 film. Self -portrait? It's, it's the self-portrait film. Oh, okay. But I think that it's sort of, I don't know. The, the three that I picked, I think, show sort of on a, on a slider, sort of where I've been at. It's the progression. Yeah. And that's what it's about. I, that's I, what I'm here for. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the other beautiful thing about Don's class is that he introduces students, and 2000 as a whole, I think that's a very important part about this program is in 2000, they introduce this concept of a self-portrait mm -hmm. through like filmmaking. Mm -hmm. and. I'm very passionate about self-portraiture. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, we don't need to get into that, though. Um, that's, that's for the special episode. Yeah, yeah, if that ever happens. Um, I don't know if I want to let people behind the curtain. Um, <laughs> but self-portraiture, I think, is just something that every filmmaker should do at one point. So I'm glad the program makes an effort to emphasize it um, because we do put ourselves into everything we make in one way or another, but to like make something that's like so intentional about it, mm -hmm. 
it can make some really like authentic and just beautiful pieces of work. So do you want to elaborate on your process of the self-portrait? And like, it's, it's tough to do the first one because a lot of times it's like the final or like the third assignment and just mm -hmm. kind of creeps up on you. So you don't mm -hmm. have a lot of time to prepare for it. So I guess just like talk about how you were feeling yeah. during the class and like how this came to be. Yeah, so uh, this was my, so I made leaking and then I made the other one and then I made, yeah, and then I made this. This was the third assignment. Right. Because um, the one after this one was forgettable. But, <laughs> but um, for this one, I sort of, when we got assigned the self-portrait, um, I was thinking a lot about my family and past. And so um, since it was gonna be something more personal, I wanted to take sort of the same approach that I did with leaking, um, where I kind of just wanted to, if this was gonna be a self-portrait about me, um, I don't wanna try and, and articulate everything I want to feel it out. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not that oh, there's I know what you articulating mean. everything, <laughs> but, um, but I just wanted to feel this one out. And at the time, I was actually reflecting a lot uh, on a very specific incident that I will, I'll elaborate on afterwards. Um, but um, at this point now, I introduced like a plot. I introduced a narrative into it. Right. Um, so that was, that, that was one of the things that I think this next film sort of really hammered into me, like sort of blending now these two, um, it's not black and white, but like these two different styles or different approaches to, to art. Okay. Um, but going into it, yeah, I, I did a similar, I, I had a general idea this time, but I still wanted to take the sort of mindless, more emotional approach to making it. Um, because I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it before we get into it. Um, it. Sounds like you just want to get into it and then talk afterwards. Yeah, you know what? You know, let's, let's do that. Let's okay, do let's, that. let's watch. What's it called? Uh, this one's called Guyate. Um, for those that don't know, that's Tagalog for um, elder brother and elder sister. Okay, let's, let's give it a go.
Um, What'd you think? I think it, first thing that popped in my head was like everything I say in this department, a lot comes back to Nostalgia by Hollis Frampton, just the use of images. Um, but what I appreciate the most out of this as I was watching it is like, you say so much by saying so little. And it's just, it, it's, you know, that is a self-portrait in the truest sense. And yeah, I think it was very clear and like you were trying to elaborate earlier, this was a very emotional, you know, process, both creating, editing, and just literally like creating in the sense of you at the wall and like, like you can see it in your body language. And I really don't know what else to say or what much else there is to say from a critical standpoint, because I can't, you know, what, who am I to like break down, you know, yeah, I mean, technicals I of a self-portrait. That's I think the beauty of self-portraiture, you yeah. know? Um, and in, in terms of the progress of filmmaking, if you want me to go off on that, it's like the use of like using the sound of you at the graffiti wall while displaying the imagery is like a pretty advanced move for 2000. I'm not gonna lie, like I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, thank you. I would have had like dead sound at those points, probably just thrown some music on there, but the fact that you just kept the sound of just the spray paint the wind, the cars driving past is very, it's raw. You know? yeah, I, yeah, I think that's what I wanted to do because, you know, leaking brought out, again, that, that mode of filmmaking where you're just focused and, you know, not consciously there, but letting your subconscious sort of take over. Right. Um, with, with the film. Um, yeah, and I think, I think that's what I wanted to hit here because um, sort of the topics that I was going over in that, you know, most of that has been buried by my subconscious, or buried into my subconscious, you know? Yeah. Growing up as a kid and learning that your Gooey Patrick got deported and, you know, being in high school, getting out of like a theater show and then learning that you're out the Jane killed herself is stuff that gets repressed. Right. You know, unfortunately. But, you know, I, I think that was the... I think that was the goal, right. you know, make this, you know, cause like, like this is a self portrait. These are two people who have built me up from the ground since I was born basically. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, taught me a lot of things and, you know, still stick with me today. And I felt it was right to just kind of just let it all go. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, and the, the fact that it's about them, that they are a part of you, thus the self-portrait is you know there exactly everyone everyone i meet yeah builds me up somehow you're right you know? and you mentioned the you know yeah like we repress a lot from yeah. our childhoods and that's you know it's unique that filmmaking can be like you know pretty healthy outlet for some of this stuff to say things without saying things or even if it's just like you know I see this jacket every day and it always reminds me of this person. And it's like, how can I, one, show an appreciation while also like dealing with these emotions that I'm having, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. at the time I was, you know, at the time I thought it was a very good thing um, because 
literally every night, I, I worked on this for a week, but every single night that I, well, the day that I shot the footage, um, I, got, I got my roommates to help me out. Um, I told them, hey, set this up, set up this camera, watch it. I'm gonna go do my thing. I have the Filipino national anthem playing in my AirPods, oh. and I didn't speak a word um, to them besides the end, telling them that that was good Patrick and not the jeans jacket. Mm -hmm. um, but then, like, I, I got home and I would just fucking, I, I would literally cry after 10 seconds of editing, right. take a second, try again, and then have to stop for the night, and then that went on for a week. And it was a whole thing, but, you know, with repression and, and sort of coming to terms with these very traumatic things that happen, um, you know, during childhood, I think film, thankfully, gave me an outlet to deal with a lot of things um, that, you know, I, I couldn't originally deal with. And I think that's what it, that's one of the beauties of like filmmaking that doesn't get talked about when you like tell people, oh, I'm a film major. It's like, oh, are you the next Michael Bay? And it's, it's like, like shut it's up, a, man. It's a little more than that. It's like, yeah. you know, there's a whole like artistic expression to it. It's like, you know, in the literal sense of moving image and like what mm -hmm. is, you know, what does each individual project represent to you? And yeah, it's, this is what it's about. This, this yeah. is what it's about. And, yeah. you know, um, you asked me to, you asked me for the second one to be like the one I'm most proud of. I'm still, despite everything I've made, I'm still the most proud of that one right. because that's the one that I think really solidified, you know, what I felt like was my place in filmmaking, what I want to tell, what I want to have in my films. Yeah. The approach I want to have with them. Right. Um, because that, that that approach from leaking, like it still carries on, um, it still carries on today, um, because at, at least in different forms now. Because you know I make films differently at the at the moment, but you know it, it really comes on the writing process for me. Whereas, uh, like I was telling you, um, the last film um, that we're gonna watch, I wrote that because I got a feeling, and then kind of just let it go and then it turned into the last one but we'll, we'll get to that later <laughs> i mean no i think that's a very fair uh like good um transition not not that i don't want to stop talking about that at all i think it's just organic but like yeah. your filmmaking has a strong sense of culture and heritage and i think this is, this is the one that really like yeah. kicked that into gear and yeah. like you said it's like the one you're most proud of, it's like there's a sentimental value into it that you just can't let go of sometimes. And yeah, I think uh, it really shows in all of your, you know, work prior or after that is just th that sense of you is always in your next thing. And that was that going to lead to? Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like. You, you mentioned the, the word organic, and that reminds me of when Don watched, when I showed this in class for Don, um, oh man, he talked my ear off about that <laughs> in, in the best way. And, and, and he, he talked about it being so organic, it feeling so real, and you know, not sugarcoating anything. Um, 
really the the stream of consciousness kind of just falling into the film. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think yeah, I I think that's what I'm most proud of is that, you know, I found within film this one specifically is what really like you said woke up a lot of things that I do now um, as a filmmaker, but it really brought out the idea that I can make film and make art that you know deals with some very real topics as a way to digest and process you know what right. I mean and it's just I don't know I'm I'm always I don't think I'm ever not going to be proud of that film as yeah you should I mean we should be proud of everything we yeah. make it doesn't always <laughs> we, work that we way we should yeah <laughs> like I'm not I'm not the most proud of leaking but, but no I mean as a another filmmaker sitting across from you, like, yeah, there are definitely the projects that, like, you hold dear to your heart. Yeah. And you always will. Yeah, you know? and that, that one is probably the closest, honestly, yeah. because what it taught me, sort of um, the teachings and, and learning I was accumulating leading up to it, and, again, that organic element that... I feel really lets me have, you know, my my perception and the message that I want to convey in there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They did graffiti too. They taught me how to. They taught me how to stencil and everything. Oh, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and on top of that, I actually that was the that was the one film I've done the most engineering for because I laser cut all the stencils together. Um, there we go. So honestly, it, it, was, it was just an accumulation of just everything right. um, that really, really solidified where I am now. And yeah, yeah, that graffiti got covered up the next day because that's, that's the one. That's how it goes. That's the Here one legal Boulder. graffiti wall in Boulder. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to, I don't want to make films illegally. <laughs> who, who, who would ever do that? Yeah. Permits. What? <laughs> Permits. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was in the same class. That was in the same class. That and was a month just later. In two projects later, there's a huge project, uh, progression in just yeah. in filmmaking aesthetics. Yeah, that was like, just one month later. Framing, colors, editing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Narrative. Like the the proper use of text and like. Yeah. Oh all my that. God. Yeah. I, I'll say, was it you, you mentioned. Um, Nostalgia by Hollis Frampton. Yes, we did watch that. Oh, yeah. We watched that, I think, the week before I, I, I filmed that. And then there was another one where it was just text. On, no, no, no. There was another one where it was... Don, show me this film. I'm sad I forget the name. It was in 4-3 aspect. And then there were two lines at the left and right sides of the frame that would just fucking wiggle yeah. at, like, different frequencies. Yeah. And then text would appear on screen. Oh, I, I, I have this written was. down too because that was a big influence on me. Yeah, that, um, like that film was nuts. Like I can, I can, I, I could be way off on this, but I'm pretty sure this is cool because mm -hmm. the guy, the person who made that, I'm pretty sure was like a mathematician or a programmer. Wait, yes, yeah, he, sort, he um, wasn't a filmmaker. Sort. Yeah, he wasn't a filmmaker. That. He was like that. into like technology and everything. Yeah, and I think that is pretty cool that they were an influence on you or that specific one was an influence on you because it's like the different background and yeah, everything. yeah 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 and i think i don't know and like film being made by people who 
don't study it or didn't go into it wanting to study it. I don't know. I just find those, like, one, you can tell. You can tell in their films. Yeah. And two, I just find that, I find that to be a very beautiful thing because I think it really speaks to how film can just, not even, not even to just bring something out. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, everyone, everyone can look at paintings all day. They can all, you know... What other art forms are there? <laughs> they, can, they can sculpt clay Painting, pottery, all day. Pot, yeah, pottery. Photography. Photography. Uh, like, singing. Like, yeah, singing as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in these other art forms, you can, like, still the same thing happens with its audiences that, you know, it brings something out. But I, I don't know. I just like how, I like how film does it. It produces a very tight-knit group over time. Uh, in terms of the people that you work with, the classes that you're in, they they all whittle down as the program goes on. Mm -hmm. You know, for like three or four sections of 2000, or at least there were. I don't know anymore. The program has changed a lot. Now there's COVID almost, did it. COVID did a number, unfortunately. COVID did a number. Now there's almost six class sections of six since 2000. Of 2000. There's four that's 2500. Wild. Still only two with 3400. See, that's what I'm saying. And then typically on a normal year, the one BFA cohort, which yeah. you and I are both in. Um, it's interesting, and the tight knit group that you know the little you figure out who you're gonna make movies with. And I guess a goal of this podcast also is like finding out your strengths as a filmmaker mm -hmm. as you're going on. And I guess I wanna to talk to you about that now. It was just like strength as a filmmaker and like what your preferred, not preferred, but like what you're like really good at on set and mm -hmm. when it comes to filmmaking and like, not just like working on your own projects, but like one of the benefits of this program is like we help each other make each other's movies. Like yeah. we're working with each other. So like. What is the one thing that, if you are gonna like advertise for yourself, if someone's looking for a crew member, like what are your strengths as like a crew member? I think, like, what do you like to do? I well, yeah, let's do that. Question. What do you love to do? I love all of it. Well, I love all of it. No, yeah. like, like, gen, like, pe like, some people will say, like, no, I love filmmaking as a whole and all this. No, I genuinely love doing everything yeah not 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 doing everything for the film but <laughs> all like by yourself <laughs> you know like like at least um since since my time in Cine 2000 since that last film um i think it was even in 2000 that i got into my first crew set uh for uh john fitzgerald pickens the third fitz was tight man fitz showed fitz. me a lot i was his i was his t that's not, a, not t i was his pa that's a great person to it like. was Fantastic. Be your first crew on. That's yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. I, I got into I got into Fitz's set because he was looking for PAs, um, and then he uh, he wanted them to be like 2000s, 2500 kids. Um, so, oh my God, I was. Wait, no, 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 no. I I was on Fitz's set while I was an engineer. It was my freshman year. Oh wow! Holy yes. Cow. So before I even did film, I was still an engineer. And then I was asked if I could be a PA because Rob was asked if I could be a PA, my doormate at the time. And I was like, yeah, gotcha. sure, fuck it, I'll try this out. Okay, cool. Um, and then that's when I met Laura Conway, fantastic queen, um, who teaches our camera, camera workshops uh, with the department. Laura. Shout out Laura and her band. Uh, oh, yeah. P Petite Garcon, I, I hope I said that right. They're on tour right now, she's, she's going crazy. 
Um, <laughs> but it's there where I met Laura, and then I actually was her assistant camera um, for the majority of it. Um, mainly because the tripod we rented out from the cage was really bad. Um, I don't know, like that that one tripod was that one horrible. tripod was that bad. one tripod yeah, yeah, was yeah. really bad. Like uh, it's gone. Now. One, one, yeah, it it's, it's it. out of here. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The one leg didn't lock, so what I did was that I held the tripod leg, like I took I took I took one segment of the leg, took the other segment of the leg, and pulled them apart as hard as I could, and kept that. That's filmmaking during wintertime. We, That's filmmaking. That, that is filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> but I. I, I'm, I'm saying that because at least most of my experience from there on um, has been, well, at least it really started with gripping for people because I loved gripping. I loved the rigging because like still that engineer inside of me wants to figure out how to safely secure a light within a certain position or the camera or everything like that. Right. So then gripping then led into lighting um, and I really, really dug lighting design um, mainly because a lot of our prior year's BFA class um, had me helping out with lighting, like Jolin Hong's, and that which he, he also won a Grillo for his. Um, Nama Alnima, he had me help out with um, some of his stuff as well. But on that one, I actually did sound too. Um, and then on another one, I helped out with production design for um, a still image sequence. And then, yeah, sorry, but tying back. Um, I found myself being asked more and more um, to help out, starting with rigging and gripping, then getting into gaffing and lighting. And then, as of recent, it has been filming people's films. Right. Um, mainly because I pitch myself as a gaffer and a lighter. And then they're like, oh, well, no, you can DP and then, like, if you're good at that, might as well just do that. Yeah, it's the you, same thing. Like, you can DP and then, you know, like, light, light the whole scene and then compose. Yeah, just, just make my movie. And then, <laughs> nah, but, no. but, you know, like, at least my progression has led me to being really comfortable as a grip, as a gaffer, and as a DP, because all of them, in my opinion, all of them have a lot of crossover, and I feel like I've been around that crossover enough where I'm comfortable in each one. Um, so I'd say very strong um, <laughs> with gripping. Gaffing. I would say the same, seeing you in action. Yeah, yeah you're, you're that guy. Yeah, DPing yeah. a little little less, in my you're opinion. pretty good at that. Pretty good at that. Thank you for thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd, I'd say those are mainly my strengths. In terms of weakness, uh, in terms of strengths as a filmmaker, um, I have a work ethic to behold. I'll say mm -hmm. that. Um, yes. I think, like, you know, no matter what it is, I know that I will dedicate all of me to it. Yeah. Um, because if I'm on a project, I obviously believe in the project. Um, I believe in the people that we're working with as well. And I want to do my damnedest to do a good job so that we can all make art, you right. know what I mean? And that's the right mindset to have when you're helping any other student. Uh, I think it's very easy at times to like be asked to help last second on someone's final that's like not the most prepared, but like they have a great idea mm -hmm. and you're there and there are times where your mind can drift away and like not be, you know, on mm -hmm. focus, at least from personal experience, but it's like very important to realize that it's like, no, like, 
by me helping, I'm a part of this project now. Yeah. Like, this why shouldn't I give my all? Like, yeah. I, I want this to succeed. Like, my name's on it. Yeah. And like, this also, is I like this person. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this, like, I think, I think that's something that, thankfully, um, I think this program does well, is that making us, like, collaborate. Making us realize that every film is a collaboration. It is an amalgamation of a bunch of people putting in work to realize this idea. Right. You know what I mean? And I'll add on to that. Um, when you work with other people while making your movies, mm -hmm. your movie tends to turn out a lot better. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, which I guess can lead into 3400, which is like, how would you describe that class? Which, uh, in 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 short, I'd say it's like typically the final class of the film program. You know, mm -hmm. it's I guess the thesis um, course, but it's it's a, another gauntlet where you're taking three classes at the same time. Yeah. And you're with this your classmates, your group of like twelve to sixteen people, the entire semester, three classes every week, sometimes more, mm -hmm. and you're helping on everybody's movie. You see each other Monday through Thursday. Yeah, basically. And then outside yeah. of class as well, because you're all collaborating as right. well. Right, right. You're pitching ideas, you're helping others with their pitches, you're gaffing their movies, mm -hmm. you're shooting them, you're gripping, yeah. Yeah. you're holding a boom. Yeah. I, I, I think all, oh God, now that you're listing all of that off, it, you're acting leads, too. it, it, leads, it leads me to, uh, sort of what we were just talking about with, you know, weaknesses as a filmmaker. Um, I do think that because of that mentality of like, I'm gonna give my all to this, um, you know, it's, e it's easy to get overworked. It's easy to overwork yourself. Um, and, you know, sometimes if, sometimes if you're there for the project, um, you know, it might not be the most comfortable space to voice sort of some of your own ideas. Right. Um, and also very, that, that's very project dependent, very, you know, collaborator dependent. But um, if there's one thing I, I do want to work on, it's, it's even on someone else's stuff to voice some ideas that I have as well, because, you know, we're of the I idea that this is a collaboration. Right. So. So I will pitch this and see what they think. Worst case, they shoot it down and we just go with what you we, we're doing. You could be like me and just not ask permission and just give your opinion. That is true. Yeah. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't mean to just completely segue away from, the, like, take the wind out of the sails of that. But Oh, yeah, you're fine. I, just I would say we are on a time restriction. Yeah, um, I just want to touch that. But um, I want to go back to the, your sense of, culture, heritage, sense of self, mm -hmm. um, and really your path to being a filmmaker. And I guess do you want to take it away from there and talk about this final film that we're about to watch. Oh, yeah. And 3400. Yeah, uh, I'll start with 3400. Um, yeah. 3400, like Eddie was saying, was, uh, it, it, dude, it's a gauntlet. <laughs> it is a whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is, like, like the, the advisors tell you to not take any other film classes besides those three and yeah. to dedicate an entire semester to those three classes. And everybody takes another film class besides exactly. those three. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in that class, um, 
I'm not sure if this will still hold over, but this is the first class that you can use uh, synch synchronized sound. Right. And so that leads to dialogue, that leads to um, a lot of talking heads within the films now. And um, like Eddie was saying, um, the, like for, for people who are pursuing a Bachelor's of Arts in Cinema Studies, this is the final film production class. Um, and so there's a lot, you know, at least the goal is to come out of this program with a very polished product um, to have and to show and to exhibit wherever you can. Um, but it was tough, man. I mean, compared to like 2,500, um, I'm really glad that at least my, my circle at the time, they, since they were a semester ahead of me, they had already taken 2,500 and then um, bits and pieces of us have already been on film crew sets. And so um, I think that's the biggest thing that is a little frightening to um, people going into 3400 is that, oh my God, we're doing like crude sets. We have to coordinate at least four people. Um, right. At, at least four people now. Um, these have to be more organized and whatnot. Uh, more so your quote unquote like more traditional way of filmmaking, um, which I, I can get into that, but, <laughs> but you know, it was a tough class. It was really hard. Um, I think to but, like sum it up in short, it's just a crash course on pre-production, mm -hmm. production, post-production with mixed in of like lighting workshops, mm -hmm. editing workshops, and you know, you're learning how to pitch a movie, mm -hmm. you're writing the movie, you're doing lookbooks for the first time, you're, you're doing, you're basically like producing your own short film mm -hmm. for the first time in like a very commercial sense. Yes, within, yeah. the, within one semester, right. you're doing everything. Yes. And three times over for three different films. Yeah. Which is, on paper, that sounds terrifying. And it was. Um, but I think that that class also had a wild freedom to make what you wanted. And yeah. that kind of leads me to this next one. Um, Sinoko, which means who am I in Tagalog. Um, since Guyata at that point, I had been feeling, at least at that point in my life, starting with Guyata, I started reflecting on my identity as a Filipino-American and as a second generation Filipino-American who couldn't speak Tagalog, who couldn't talk to his grandparents uh, in what they grew up speaking in and sort of you know, reflecting on the story of my family coming here, settling down, um, pursuing um, basically just better life here in the States. Um, I was very reflective of that. And that was on my mind constantly, um, just as I was also trying to, you know, suss out who I am as a person, um, which honestly, I think, We've done pretty good so far. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, this film, I wrote it. Um, I was actually on the van ride to Telluride, uh, Telluride Film Festival that year. And I had an idea in my head while I was in the van, like shoulder to shoulder with everyone else on the trip, um, of, this Filipino, of this Filipino girl, uh, like this, this Filipino student 
um, is going in for an advising meeting and there is a symmetry, everything is orderly, everything's planned out frame-wise. And then from there, I wrote it out and it ended up being what it is um, now about a Filipina college student um, sort of going back and forth between uh, changing majors, going into nursing or going into a more artistic um, career path, graphic design. Um, totally wasn't based on anything at all. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> wasn't based I don't on think anything. I've heard a story like that before. Yeah, no, never, never, never. Um, but yeah, in, in 3400, this was my final film. Um, and it was a, it was a, it was a train wreck leading up to it, um, because I had everything planned. Like I wrote the script in September. We filmed in October, um, so the script was planned out. Um, Location-wise, we figured that out. Um, but the actress, we thought we had figured out. But the day of our first, um, the day of our first uh, set of shooting days. Um, the actress at the time who we booked out like three months ago uh, through a, like the only other Filipina friend that I had on campus who I met through engineering. Um, she texted me that morning and saying like, hey, I'm sorry, something's come up. And I also feel really sick. But then I saw her social media and for the entire week she was like partying. Uh. Um, and doing everything. Just say you don't want to do she, she went. She went to three concerts that week. And I was like, dog, come on. Like, there's, like, there's, like, so there's still COVID going around. Yeah. <laughs> but she texted me that morning, and I was in the Telluride classroom. Um, and then, like, I, I basically told my professor what was going on. And then she was like, okay, just, like, don't interrupt class. And I was like, okay, okay all right, fine. Um, but I was, like, calling and texting people. I asked my Atta Ashley if she could act in it. I asked my Tita Cheska if she could come down from Lakewood. Um, but then about two hours before we started by schedule, um, I actually um, hit up my old coworker who um, was half Filipina. And then she ended up being free the entire weekend. So then she she got dressed, drove. Um, oh God, what was the first shoot day? Um, she got dressed. She drove out um, to to our house because we used my room as as the main location. Um, and then we filmed for the next three days. She she's a and it's funny because she is an actual coding student and. Who, uh, who actually teaches robotics, um, oh. but has told me all the time about how she hates it and doesn't want to be in it. Oh, man. And uh, has never acted before, and she fucking killed it. But, yeah. So <laughs> everything leading up to it was kind of a nightmare. Well, at least that first day. But right. um, where was I going with this? Should uh, we watch it? Yeah, fuck it. The deadline to switch majors is coming up. I know. Just something to think about. Mm hmm Izzy? Are you doing okay?
Hello, anak. Hey, ma. Nakuha mo ba message ko? Maayos ka ba sa coding? I have good Maganda grades. Maganda ba yung GPA? Yeah, mom, I have good grades. Ingatan mo yung GPA. Hindi mo ba hinahanap-hanap ang pre-med? Not really. Coding is fun. Alam mo, deadline magpalit ng major sa isang buwan. Bumalik ka na lang kaya sa pre-med. Magandang linya yan. No, I like coding. It's just as good as being a nurse, mom. Mga auntie at kapatid mo, mga nurses. At alam mo, malaking kita nila. Um, well, you transferred from what major again? Pre-med. I used to be in that. Really? Yeah, it wasn't for me. So, why'd you pick computer science? Hindi ba yung coding yung para sa ingeniero? I am an engineer. Hindi ba pang lalaki yan? Tama? Sabi sa probinsya, mga lalaki, karamihan ng ingeniero. I thought you said I could be an engineer if I wasn't doing pre-med. Baka pahirapan ka ng mga lalaki na yan. Ako noon, pinahirapan nila sa coding. Is he? Hmm? What do you want to do? What? Have you seen these? Yeah, around campus. Ever thought about it? This is for graphic majors only. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll start with that. It doesn't feel like 12 minutes. It really does not feel like yeah. 12 minutes. That's, that's, I've been very proud of that comment because I've gotten that comment from mostly everyone who's watched it when I tell them. They're, they're like, how long was that? Like, it was 12 minutes, 36 seconds. What? Yeah. And I think that really speaks to, you know, that organic style that kind of just engulfs you. You know what I mean? When Definitely. I was making the edit, I like when I was making the edit, it was like I, I didn't look at the time code and see how long it was. It kind of just felt right. You had the shots that you got. You you shot the movie you needed to shoot. You like you said earlier, like you didn't cut anything out. Like I, you, yeah, yeah. I didn't. That like that like everything on script made it in right to the final cut. And I think that goes into a belief that I've again held since leaking is that you know you make the film that you feel is right don't cut don't cut it down to meet film festival standards of like 20 minutes or less don't cut it down or remove things because you know because um not even film festivals not even film your festivals. professor <laughs> yes yeah. will have a time limit no yeah, lot of times yeah. like no, no stain to professors but you know i think that well making these 
or this this pattern of making these like slower paced, organically developed films, you know, don't compromise the story. Don't compromise what you want to convey in it. Make the film that you need to. Exactly. I, you know, I feel the exact same way. I always, you know, tell our classmates all the time, like, that are going back and forth on something. I need to tell myself this, too. It's like, make the movie you need to make. Yeah. And it's okay if you don't know what that is Mm -hmm. at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. um, Like, like, leaking Guyate, this film, you know, like, I, I didn't know what I needed to make. It just felt, it felt right. Right. You know? I think that's I think that's the greatest lesson that all of these films have taught me. You know, since these are that that was also a self portrait. Uh, I, I know what? I, I, I know, know I said that I, that wasn't based on anything. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, it's just like um I don't know. Film is an art and art doesn't compromise. I like that. And I think the story I could I think the story pretty effectively presents itself. Like, I, I don't think I need to go on about that, but the production value is something we can definitely go on about. Oh, man, seeing Kuyata and then seeing this film. <laughs> well, I mean, one, those are two very different They're very different. Films, they definitely productions, are. I'll say. Yeah, they're different like, productions. If, they're, if I could, would I change things about Kuyata? Yeah, I would, uh, with knowing things I know now with how important lighting is, how important production design is. I'm not gonna change it. It's yeah. gonna be as it is. But you know, um, I guess I guess that can lead into some of the things I learned leading up to this is that, you know, what everyone says about um, you know, you can buy fancy cameras, you can buy fancy lenses, get all the gear you want in the world. Um, but if you do, please put them into lighting. Please put them into lighting into into production design. Because <laughs> you know, how 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 many <laughs> How many feature films we see nowadays have like an empty room besides besides Petit Maman, you know? The news Selinsky ah, whatever. <laughs> Dude, I don't watch movies. <laughs> yeah, we don't watch movies. Man. It's weird. But um yeah. Like not only did not only did that production teach me or at least remind me of, you know, staying true to what I want to make. Um, but it also taught me a lot of, you know, traditional filmmaking conventions that are really, really important, like lighting, like production design. Um, there's, <laughs> there's an episode from Aperture's No Film School series um, where basically every single one, they always try to hammer into the viewer on YouTube how important lighting is because they're a lighting well, company. Yeah. And, but also how important production design is. Um, because that gives you space to um, implement symbolism and a lot of figurative devices, as well as um, aesthetically um, solidify the look and everything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a very important you know, statement to make. And like, if there's one thing that I think a lot of us 
are lacking is in production design, just because it's one of those things that you it's so easy to forget about, and with the amount that's on our plate as filmmakers. And also, we're very new at this. Yeah, you know? like, like there's, there's no production design classes, unfortunately. No. There's no, there's there's no set dressing, no costuming. Not the resources for it, unfortunately, like yeah, you're saying. But well, like, yeah. um, it's like very easy to kind of forget. and. I'm not going to say it makes or breaks your movie, but it can really add an extra element. And I think when watching this one, the thing that comes to my mind is just like intentionality and everything on the screen is intentional. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Continue. Yeah, everything on the screen is intentional, whether it's lighting, costume, the photos, the collages in the background, the the color palette in general is all very intentional. Oh no, I, I can I contribute I contribute half the look of that film to <laughs> the production designers Addy Addie Blocker and, and Abby Mortensen. They're fantastic. Yeah. Um, but you know, get a good, get a great production designer, get a very good relationship with them. Yeah, I mean, they're with everything. I've been on set with, I've been on your sets when the production design team is there. They're, they have just as much say as the director. They like, do. They, they do. At times, have more power because they're like, don't, especially Addy. Um, they will, you know. You can't do certain things unless they sign off on it. Yeah, like, and I and I think that that brings up a good point. That again, like like I said earlier, it's a collaboration. Everyone has a say in it. Right. And you know, like like the gaffers are going crazy with the lighting. Um, the production design team is popping off, um, and just just everything. It's it's all a collaboration. That's all it really is um, with these quote-unquote, like, bigger film sets and these bigger films. Or at least these these non-avant-garde films. Commercial filmmaking? Commercial filmmaking. <laughs> but, uh, what know, do they call that um, town over there? Hollywood? Holly Hollywood? That's the one? I I've never heard of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they make some movies there. Yeah, I have some fucking thoughts on them, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different podcast, I think. That is a different pod. That's, that's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. Um, again, I'm really thankful that you put this idea together and are realizing this podcast right now because, you know, looking back, I'm now realizing how much leaking, as much as I dislike it at times, how much that process has actually stuck with me with just making what I feel is right, and how Kuyata really got the ball rolling on me exploring my own identity as well as my own culture through this art form right which i think again that's a very that's a very very beautiful thing and i think that's what really that's what really gets me going with filmmaking <laughs> and with films in general yeah and i think yeah. i think you summed up perfectly as like the whole inspiration for this idea that i had was you know let's talk to these student filmmakers and really like give them an opportunity to pat themselves on the back, show off their work, 
talk about their strengths on set, what they like to do, what they want to do, and then let's just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make another film. <laughs> yeah. It, do you have any, any, any projects coming up? Oh do, oh, do I have any projects coming up? Oh, you, you, you wouldn't have known this, but, but no, I, I had an honors thesis that I actually just wrapped shooting, which um, is called Channel Yellow. Um, it's going to be done, edited, hopefully, by December, because I have this, I have a timeline for the, for the grant committee and for the honors committee, too, and the whole thing. But um, that film sort of tackles, you know, Asian, contemporary, Asian-American, um, experiences as of late, especially with COVID, but then, you know, bringing and, you know, showcasing the forefront of the ugliness that is, you know, model minority ide idealism and like, you know, colonialism in general. Um, it's a skit show, very satirical, but, you know, I again contribute that to, to go out there with me exploring or beginning to explore my own Asian American identity. Um, but then my other film, my BFA film, um, I really wish I spoke Tagalog, um, tackles um, second generation Filipino American identity and family and not being able to properly communicate, well, quote unquote properly, um, communicate through you know, the, the mother tongue with your own relatives who you know, might be on their way out of this world. Um, but I think you know, everything leading up to both films all goes back, all's back, all goes back to 2000 and all goes back to even before as an engineer, um, recognizing that this, this is an art form. This is a medium of which can explore anything. And I think that that's a, just a very beautiful thing. Definitely. So, yeah. Do you have any, uh, socials that you want to share instagram the facebook <laughs> a, a twitter my old ass myspace <laughs> uh yeah i was like six when i made that but um i don't know i was i was some i was some young age who knows <laughs> <laughs> it's it's floating around somewhere somewhere there little flips 26. where can the people follow you miles where can, where can they, they where keep up with these projects or your life or anything um well i have an instagram that is quite active um with, with my filmmaking. Uh, it's at M-A-Q-U-3. Maku-3, Maku-3, Mak, Maku-3, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> that's where you can reach Miles. Yeah, that's, that's where you can reach me. Um, I also have a website, um, miles, milesaquino.myportfolio.com. That old, you know, that free Adobe website that comes with the Creative Cloud. Gotta love it. Gotta, gotta love it. it. I gotta start paying yeah. for my own website at some point. Yeah. Um, but that's my, um, miles with a Y, Aquino.myportfolio.com, uh, where most of my works are on there as well, like Leaking, like Guyate. Um, Sino's not on there because it's still going through its festival run. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah. yeah. Miles, uh, I consider you a good friend. Uh, you were one of the first people that I pitched this idea to, and you know your enthusiasm for it really like pumped me up because I was like, oh, I may have something here. That's cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's uh, make this. Let's make this idea. Yeah. Like, this, this is a great idea. <laughs> I appreciate you, you know, coming on, being the guinea pig for it, um, the test subject, and yeah. I appreciate you. 
I'm gonna hug you after this, and you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like dab you up and then bro hug you. Okay. You know. All right. But you, you, you know. All right. I appreciate you too, Eddie. Okay. I appreciate this entire idea. I, re I really do believe in it. I think it's a great. This, this will be a great medium through which a lot of people can be heard and a lot of, you know, inspiration can be drawn from. Not saying that everyone's gonna fucking pull pull from my my story. Hopefully not. No, but I mean, I'm excited to hear the other stories of yeah. the film department. No, of course, and yeah. I am as well. It's gonna be it's gonna be lit. So thank you for this. Yeah, I think we should end it. I feel like five more minutes. What do you want to talk about? No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That shirt does look good on you, though. Uh, I'm very glad. Yeah, I wish I could say the same for you, but, you know. This shirt? This is a good shirt. Fuck you. This is a good shirt. <laughs> nah, yeah. You're, you're a very handsome young man. You as well, sir. Oh, thank you. Of course. It's, yeah. it's the jawline for me and the cheekbones. Uh, Wild. Cut glass, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. People told me to go no glasses. No shot. No way. No. No. It's also not being filmed. Mm. Yet. Oh, th yeah, this is not being filmed yet. Yet. Yeah, when you do start filming this, I'll come back. We'll, we'll talk about some shit. We'll I don't follow up. We'll follow up. <laughs> uh, that'd be lit, man. That'd be dope. That'd be cool. Yeah. Just turn this whole thing into, like, the Eddie Levine experience. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I'll come on and interview from... you for your segment. Yeah, uh, we'll that? see. We'll see. I don't think that's <laughs> happening. 